It's time for today's Lucky Land horoscope with Victoria Cash. Life's gotten mundane, so shake up the daily routine and be adventurous with a trip to Lucky Land. You know what they say. Your chance to win starts with a spin. So go to LuckyLandSlots.com to play over 100 social casino-style games for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Get lucky today at LuckyLandSlots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome in, everybody, to the Pro Football Show. It is Super Bowl week. The end of the season. What a matchup we have. Should be a whole lot of fun. We're going to break down the game for you a number of different ways, give you some insights into it that um, really based upon a lot of film grading during the year. Kind of how we see it. It's going to be a lot of fun. A lot of things going on. Uh, we are obviously coming to you now once a week as part of the Landry Football's conference call. You can go to iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts, and you can find all five of these conference podcasts that we do every day, and then obviously this NFL podcast. We're looking to upgrade and improve and maybe get to probably three days a week on this, <clears throat> excuse me, pro football podcast, just as, because there's too much information. But more on that later. We're we're going to uh, obviously focus today on the Super Bowl. Some news around the league, guys. This past week, Eli Manning announced his retirement. Um, certainly, um, we've got the latest on uh, Bill O'Brien getting uh, named the uh, general manager officially. Uh, we've got uh, certainly news around the Senior Bowl, uh, Philip Rivers' situation, um, he, uh, Tom Brady and his future. Uh, the Packers um, announced that Mike Pettin is going to return as defensive coordinator. Mike uh, Zimmer promotes uh, Adam Zimmer to uh, his son to uh, co-defensive coordinator, and we've got a lot of information. The um, the Giants have, I think put together a really nice staff, and the Browns have hired uh, Andrew Barry as their new general manager. So a lot of stuff we've got for you that you can find over at LandryFootball.com, and we'll talk about some of it. But we're going to focus a lot on uh, mainly on the Super Bowl this week. Um, and, you know, the, this podcast brought to you by our great folks. I want to make sure we, we mention them at the top because it wouldn't be possible without them our great folks at 401k generation. If you have a business and wish to set up a 401k for your employees, or if you uh, got an IRA situation, whatever the case may be, um, 
they can help you. Making sure that you're reaching your financial goals, uh, any money management, investment inquiry questions, they can help you. Call Eddie and his team at one 866 998-5879. Eddie's a huge football fan. You got that in common. He can help you. Uh, make sure that you're on track with your financial goals. That's what you want to do, and make sure to go to the experts. They're licensed in all 50 states, so they can absolutely help you regardless of where you are listening to this podcast. Also want to remind you that if you've got a business that you wish to promote, um, you can go to LandryFootball.com. We're looking for the right fits, and if you're the right fit, you know, you feel you're the right fit, TJ will get in touch with you, and we will um, certainly make sure to to make it work. Um, I appreciate uh, you joining us each and every day and each and every week as we try to make this the best source for football that you can go to in a good combination with LandryFootball.com as – That's where you get the most detailed information, the film room breakdowns, the recruiting breakdowns, the uh, NFL draft information, free agency, uh, whatever the case is in the world of football, we've got you covered. So make sure that you check them out today. We've got a scouting season offer. That's the best we've had. Slash the prices so there's no excuse to not get involved and to be the best informed on the draft, on free agency, recruiting, You'll want to jump on board today and take advantage of the year membership. So, and and again, Landry, football's conference calls where you want to go to sign up to get this podcast as well as the conference podcast every week. So as we get into this matchup, you know, a lot's been said about, you know, the different styles and the fact that it shapes up to be a great matchup is exciting in and of itself. Um, you know, you want to look at it from a lot of different angles. And there's a lot of things I want to cover that I think are interesting nuggets in the game. But to try to surmise it is always a challenge. And when you look at these two teams and you see – what they both bring to the table, you've got a San Francisco team, a Niner team, that is very good with their run scheme. Their run blocking scheme is outstanding. They can pace you a little bit up front. They've got the best fullback in the league. The two best tight ends in the league and the two best fullbacks in the league are in this game. Hugh Check and Sherman. And then you've got Kittle and Kelsey. You've got a different way to go about using them, though. Uh, Certainly, the run game and the importance, um, Staley and his health has allowed them. They're a really good run-blocking unit, and they do a really good job of trying to make sure that they get – the matchup that they want in the run game. We see them, they do such a great job of controlling the ball on offense with the run game, staying patient with the run game, running out of different formations. And this sets up high percentage passes for Garoppolo. And, you know, if San Francisco can run the football effectively on you, they usually win. If you can have success defending the run and make them play left-handed, as we like to say, then – it becomes less effective. 
Garoppolo's a good quarterback. It's not about taking credit away or giving credit to someone. It is about understanding fundamentally how a team is built. And it, it's, it should not be considered a disrespect. Well, this guy manages, this guy can do this. It, it's a different style. It's a different way. They focus on the run, and they focus on the success in the passing. And people may say, oh, but he makes big-time plays. He does. Garoppolo can make big-time plays. But remember, they're set up by the run game. So they create that spacing and coverage. So that's really the key. Um, you know, I think that is completely different than how the Chiefs play. The Chiefs run it less than any of the playoff caliber teams in the NFL. They throw it 63% of the time. But they run very effectively when they do run. And the reason is you have to overplay their receiving weapons. Hill, Kelsey, um, Hardiman, Watkins, Williams out of the backfield. So they, they attack you differently, and so they can run the football and work the underneath passing game because you have to run a lot of bracket or roll coverage towards one, if not two guys. It is pretty common in this league defending the Chiefs that you have overplay coverage to Hill and Kelsey. That's how teams try to say, we've got to find a way to take both. And that's the reason why Watkins has had success, who's good enough to beat guys anyway and would be a perhaps a bigger factor in another offense is now getting a lot of play and having a lot of success in the playoffs because of the fact that people are having to overplay Kelsey and Hill. Um, their running game is not like any other playoff team. Their, their efficiency running, their run-blocking offensive line is, is not as good as their pass-blocking. Um, they do protect the passer very well. Mahomes has had the second cleanest pocket to throw from, pressured on just 28% of dropbacks, second only to Drew Brees. So what they do is create the matchups that they want out of the passing game, and then it allows them to strategically work the run game. That's the complete opposite of how the Niners do it. And it is a perfect example to understand that there's a different way to go about doing it, having success. And these are two teams that are very successful, and the style is not one better than the other. It's going to be a simple matter of who plays better that game and it's nothing more, nothing less. So how does it really play out? I mean, I think it really comes down to a couple of things that are going to be key. The San Francisco run game versus the Kansas City run defense. We've seen the Chiefs run defense be much better in the playoffs than in the regular season. And I think Mike Pennell has had a lot to do with it. Now, that's a guy's name that you don't hear a lot. It's not called out a lot. He's a big space eater. He's a plugger up the middle. And he's had an impact that has been a real force 
into allowing them to stop the likes of a Derrick Henry. The large sample size over the course of the season is just haven't done all that well against the run. But they've gotten better as the season has gone along. So what Chiefs run defense are we going to see? Are we going to see the one that's performed in the playoffs as well? Or revert back to what it's been in the regular season? And again, doing it on a week-in, week-out basis against certain opponents is one thing. There's situational football specific to the team you're playing. San Francisco's run blocking has been outstanding. Second in the NFL in yards before contact, meaning in 3.2 yards. So that means that backs are averaging 3.2 yards before they're getting hit. And the big reason for their success is Joe Staley at left tackle and Kyle Husek. They are really successful behind Staley. They're averaging in the playoffs 5.9 yards a carry, and four touchdowns. And they are going to attack you there, and they're going to make you overplay the run. And then, in addition to that, their second thing that they rely on the most is using the backs and the tight ends in the passing game. 50% of their passes their passes go to their backs and tight ends. They've got a great tight end. They've got a great fullback. They implement them in the, in the pass game as well. So it is, it is basically you're having to play the line of scrimmage very well against this Niners offense. That opens up things down the seam for the tight end. It opens up things for receivers on the deep crossers. And – that's how they do it. So different strokes for different folks. Kyle is so much a reflection of his dad and how his dad did it, and he's taken taken it to a next level. So a couple of things kind of jump at me, some th- random thoughts. Um, maybe that'll read me a segment, random football thoughts from Landry. So breakdown tape, Jaquiski Tart, safety for the Niners. Been a big key in preventing big plays on the deep end when they're aligned in their cover three look. Now, how you play coverage against Mahomes, you got to mix it up. Too much man will get you beat. Too much zone will get you beat. Um, he rarely busts the coverage and misses tackles. Um, they do a good job of preventing big plays. This is the ultimate big play team. Just as can the Chiefs run defense, this is the ultimate test against a great run game. Against and doing a good job of running big plays, this Niners team has done a pretty good job. But this is the ultimate test against the Chiefs' speed, advantageous offense, that attacks you vertically. So those things are really interesting. Um, We're going to get into some of the individual matchups that I think are going to be key. You know, I think where the Niners have some advantage, they have perhaps the ability, if they can do it, run the football and control the game on that side of the ball. 
be patient with the run, run out of different formations, set up higher percentage passes for Garoppolo. If they can run the football consistently, they're probably going to win this game. If they can't, it's going to be hard for them because it's going to give the Chiefs' offense too many opportunities. With too many opportunities, the Chiefs are going to have too many points in which the Niners have to become more pass-first, and that is going to be more challenging for them. Not impossible, just more challenging. Now, what's the key defensively for the Niners? Well, they've got the defensive line depth to rush the passer versus a good Kansas City pass-blocking offensive line. Kansas City will have to get the ball out quickly in the passing game because the Niners have an advantage to come at them and wave. So it's a strength versus strength. One of the best pass-blocking offensive lines created this year versus the best pass rush in the league. Um, Kansas City... How do you combat that? Well, it's not just, well, you better block better. That's going to be a challenge. Can you do it? Can you win those individual matchups? If you can't, you have to be prepared from a strategical, from a coaching standpoint of how you're going to modify things. The ball has to come out quicker. Mahomes, in addition to making big plays, I don't think gets enough credit for avoiding mistakes. So big plays plus mistake avoidance, that's king. Chiefs have a big speed advantage. So what you're going to have to try to do if you're having a hard time blocking their front, because what the Niners can do is get four-man pressures on you and drop maximum guys in coverage. That's what you have to do. So if you do that well, and they do, then the ball has to – you have to block them to give your quarterback time. The quarterback has to break contain so that it can extend extend play. So if you're having a hard time blocking, you can slide protect and have the quarterback get out and try to make plays with his legs, play extensions, or runs. The Niners have to be prepared for that. You also can just get the ball out quickly, the screen game, the reverse game. If you can't block a team effectively, enough, then you've got to get the ball out quickly enough before the pressure can get there. And to make them have to respect the run or the reverse game, the misdirection game, so that they're not constantly teeing off on you and rushing the passer. There's a big speed advantage with Hill and Hardeman, Watkins, Kelsey. So that's the key. I do think that the run defense is going to be pivotal. More on that in a second. I think some other keys is going to be Kansas City speed advantage versus the big playability, defending the big playability. And then I think the containability of Mahomes. So I think some key players to maybe look for. And Damian Williams, great at creating yards after contact. As I said, they don't run it a lot, but they run it effectively. They've rushed for almost five yards attempt in the playoffs. Quality run game is crucial for the Chiefs. It buys them extra space downfield. 
So it's not the amount of runs, but the quality of runs and what it does to set up. You know, football, offensively and defensively, in this case discussing offense, how you run is how you pass, how you pass is how you run. Really important to understand. So Williams has been able to bail out out the offensive front with elite elusiveness. He's 5'11", 222 pounds. He's a 4'4 guy. That combination is really outstanding. The best offensive lineman for the Chiefs is Mitchell Schwartz, the right tackle. His pass protection is pivotal. Great technician, great use of hands. And that's been a big part. He's been the biggest part of giving Mahomes a clean pocket to work from. Mike Pennell. Defensive tackle, I mentioned, has been significant. During the Kansas City 6-4 start this year, and this is NFL season's a long season, how you improve. The defense allowed 23.3 points per game. Average a minus of a lot of negative plays given up. But penalties really helped. And what he's really done, um, they've been able to allow him to clog up the middle. And they've gone from giving up almost six yards a rush to four. Huge. Huge difference. Sets a, you know, he was guy that picked up we gate off the Jets. And he's not just playing on the nose. They're playing him um, across the interior front to where they – think they need him best. So he's been, I think, a big factor. Chris Jones is the penetrator. He's the plugger. Push the pocket guy. Kyle Juszczyk, we've talked about. It's been so important. So much of a factor in the run game or the pass game. Joe Staley. Really had a tremendous impact. Mozart and, um, and Brady has been outstanding. Coleman as well. Coleman's not healthy. But I'm going to tell you, that, that that combination has been really a big factor for him. And I mentioned Jaquisti Tart, I think, is a big factor in what they're trying to do in terms of preventing the big play. Some key individual matchups that I want you to watch out for in this game that I think are going to have a lot to do is the Niners are going to try to isolate George Kittle on Chiefs linebacker Damian Wilson. As I said, the Niners run much of their passing game through their backs and tight ends. 50% of it come from non-wide receivers. Um, Wilson was really ineffective. He struggled versus speedy backers. Um tight ends, this is going to be quite the change. This is a mismatch. They're going to have to do some things off the line of scrimmage to slow down Kittle, to help Wilson get in better position. Um, Jusek, uh, uh, Kyle Jusek is is such an important part to allowing the back to be successful 
um, behind him in the tight end because of his blocking skills and his versatility. So they will release him and allow the tight end a little bit better matchup. So that's going to be one to watch, Kiddo and Wilson and how the Chiefs play him alternatively to Wilson and helping Wilson. Now, I do think there's a big advantage that the Chiefs have up front defensively with Chris Jones. Chris Jones could have an impact. We know that he's played sparingly in the conference championship game. He should be healthier now. Um, they've just been a much better defense with him in the game. Common sense, he's a great player. But he's an impactful player as a pass rusher, a penetrator. Mike Person, the right guard of the Niners, has been an issue from a pass protection standpoint and is a mismatch here. Jones is one of the more destructive interior pass rushers. He's second among defensive tackles and pressures. Only Aaron Donald's better. He's particularly dominant rushing from the left side of the defense, where he created pressure on almost 18% of his rushes. That's the best among 74 defensive tackles this year. Person is shaking pass protection. He gave up 35 pressures this year. Um, he's going to get a lot of reps. You got Jones was a, a pitch count player against Tennessee, but he had five pressures in just 21 pass rush opportunities. That's the best percentage he had all year long. How many snaps can Chris Jones give the Chiefs? going to be pivotal in this game. The other key is we talked about Staley and how he's going to go up against Capasson, uh, the Chiefs. Staley was one of the top five pass blocking tackles, giving up seven pressures this past year. They're not a, again, you have to put it in perspective. When you're so run focused, it automatically makes you a little bit better. It's easier to pass block because the focus is going to be on the run. Um, Capasson is a, is a core component of the Chiefs' pass rush. Um, he gets pressures. He doesn't do a great job of finishing, doesn't do a great job with sacks, but he does a good job creating pressure. He did have two sacks against Tennessee. He's got, you know, uh, a lot of ability, and I think it's going to be pivotal here. So you look at it, some of the players that I think are are pivotal in this game, we know Mahomes, we know Hill. Let's take a look at Raheem Mostert from the Niners a little bit. He leads all the Niners backs with 5.6 yards of carry. As I mentioned, Shanahan creates great mismatches in the run game, and he's a perfect advantage to take advantage of the big holes that the scheme creates because he's one of the best north-south runners in the league, and that's what you need to be. We talked about Kittle and his two-way threat. He's an excellent blocker. He's a more complete tight end in Kelsey. Kelsey's a little bit better in the passing game, 
but Kittle can catch and elude and physically break tackles. I think Kelsey, although not much of a blocker, they don't ask him to be, he's a devastating receiver threat. He's the – Hill is the 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 biggest big play, quick strike threat that they have. Kelsey's their best target. He's their playmaker. Damian Williams is the forgotten guy that's so good. Watkins is the – physically versatile guy that's taking advantage of the space created by Kelsey and Hill. Against Tennessee at his best game of the season, he had a touchdown, seven catches, 114 yards. He had only 673 during the season, so he gets overlooked. Really good player. Really good player. Developed into an outstanding player. For the Niners, offensively, Debo Samuel, second on the 49ers in targets, catching, and receiving yards. Carried the ball 14 times. He's a big factor there. Good on jet sweeps. Got good explosiveness. Can really do some things in the passing game. Garoppolo is going to have to make some plays at some point. He's capable of doing so, has done so, and I expect him to do so when the opportunities present itself. But I do think the run success creates the matchup advantages. And they always seem to run well because they stay patient with it. And if they don't have success early, they don't get away from the run like some teams do. Emmanuel Sanders has been a huge factor for the Niners. He's not going to be the primary focus, but he's an under-radar player that is going to make plays and can beat you. So keep that in mind. On the defensive side, talked about Jones and the impact that he has. Let's talk about the Niners' defense a little bit. I'm starting the back end with Sherman. Talk about Tart a little bit. Let's talk about Sherman. No, he doesn't exclusively cover the number one wideout. Let me explain something. He's a much better man coverage guy than people think. All zone coverage is is playing man in an area. In their zone system is, can quickly become man as the play develops. And so people often mistake for they're playing zone and they end up being playing man. And Sherman is outstanding and his instincts are tremendous. So going to be a big factor there. And it'll be interesting to see how they're able to play. And again, from a run, pure run standpoint, yeah, they're more, they're better, more physical guys. In terms of a cerebral corner, none better in football, and that's been the case for several years than Richard Sherman. We know about the Niners' defensive line. We know that Nick Bosa has been better than advertised. Just unbelievable. Great technician. Unbelievable first step. Awfully, awfully tough to block. DeForest Buckner. He's the most unheralded guy in that front. He's a big, big, big part of this Niner defensive line. That includes three other first-round picks because you got Buckner and Bosa and Solomon Thomas, Eric Armstead, D. Ford, who they acquired from, ironically, Kansas City. San Francisco's got... 
to match the athleticism and playmaking ability of Mahomes, and this defensive line is going to have to do it. They're going to have to chase him. They're going to have to keep him in the pocket, and they're going to have to push that pocket, and they're going to have to get there before Mahomes can extend it and those receivers can work to get open. That's going to be the key. Can you do that? Can you knock them off their mark enough? It's going to be interesting to see. Fred Warner. Very underrated player in this Niner defense. He is one of the best young linebackers in football. He gets guys lined up correctly, but he covers a ton of ground against the run. He's a superstar-type linebacker. He's really good. D. Ford, I mentioned, because of injuries, he only plays sometimes on passing downs. That's been the case. May play a little bit more in this game. Brings pure speed and finesse off the edge. Eric Armstead, somewhat of Buckner, DeForest Buckner. Only Bosa's had more sacks from this team. They got 10 sacks. I mentioned Tart, but Jimmy Ward, the other guy, he played, started out playing corner and now safety. He's used as a single high center fielder in their cover three scheme like Earl Thomas was in Seattle. Shows the versatility, plays some man, comes down on the box. Really good player. Quan Alexander, big factor, great range. K1 Williams, 49ers cornerback. Very underrated. This is a really good defense that's built from the front, but we probably don't talk enough about what they do in the secondary. They do it really well. So very impressed by this group. So, look, if you're looking at this game, and to kind of sum it up, if you're Kansas City, it's about your offense. It's about Mahomes getting enough opportunities and protecting him well enough so that he can make plays. And he may have to run the Niners out of certain looks. And then it's if it's for the Niners, it's about being able to get good pressure. You've got too much firepower to stop this team for four quarters if they've got time to do it. So can the Chiefs make this front chase enough and wear them out? Do the Chiefs have enough answers for the pass rush? The Niners may be the best in the NFL when it comes to effectively disrupting opposing quarterbacks by rushing just four, allowing everybody else to drop in coverage. It's the biggest reason for their defensive success. So you got to find a way to neutralize that to some degree. And this offensive line is good enough to do it. This is what makes this matchup so intriguing. It's what they're going to do, not what just the capabilities are. And you've got a mobile quarterback, and you've got playmaking ability. We know that. So that is going to be quite the challenge. Then, of course, for Kansas City, defensively, it's about defending the run. Chiefs' pass defense that was dismal last year has become pretty good this year. And they're ranked fifth in interceptions, solid pass rush, Jones and Clark have been really good. It's upgraded them. They've also limited opponents to 37% conversion rate in third down. That's a lot better. Remember last year, it was like 12 or 13. 
third down conversions that the Patriots had against the Chiefs. We all know the Chiefs still almost won it, but it was defensively and why Bob Sutton lost his job and Steve Spagnuolo's in there. I had questions about Steve. I've always had questions about Steve. He's done a great job. But the key to the Chiefs' defense in this game is about defending the run, and it has been the difference between them being really good and on the cusp of making a run to finishing it out and going all the way to the Super Bowl. That's been the difference, and they've done it, and they've gotten there. And if they're going to win it, they're going to have to not stop the Niners' run game, but they're going to have to slow it down. They're going to have to put them in third and longs. They're going to have to make them get off the field and give Mahomes in that offense more and more possessions. Reduce the possessions if you're the Niners. Increase the possessions with the Chiefs. The Chiefs haven't allowed a 100-yard rusher since week 12. And over their last five games, including the postseason, they're giving up just 88 rushing yards per game. If they do that, Chiefs are going to win. Can they do that? Will they do that? Um, and, and the most prominent example is the Derrick Henry performance against that Titans offense. So um, I think those are some keys to look for for Kansas City. For San Francisco, it's the commitment to run the football. You have to stay committed to run the football. They will stay committed to run the football. Usually if you're down 13 points in this league, you're not staying with the run. You're throwing the football. The Niners will stay committed to running the football, even if they're down 13 points start of the fourth quarter. Because – that's the way to limit the possessions one. But if the Chiefs get out to a lead, Niners have to work their way back. If they become pass first, that's where the game could get a little bit out of hand. They've got to play this game at the line of scrimmage. I don't know that they're going to get much, if anything, out of Tevin Coleman yet. So the focus is going to have to be Breida. in particular, but certainly Hugh is going to be a big factor in the run game. There's no question about that. I do think um, the obviously the success is going to allow for the play action. This is a play action pass team. So the pass game success is, is going to come when they can create the mismatches by people biting, by them right, biting up on the, on the run. It's a tough physical offensive line that's done a really good job. They're going to have to hold up and play well and win that battle. I think the defensive line depth and the quality gives them a great chance to maybe cause enough problems for Kansas City's offense to be a factor. I think Richard Sherman in the secondary with good pass rush can do a really good job playing what I call man concepts out of zone looks. And I think that you're going to see Robert Sala come up with some different ways, some different looks to confuse Mahomes with different coverages, make him uncomfortable, make him hold the football a little bit long. That's what they try to do. They complement it like any good team does is you can bring good four-man pressure, create some different coverage looks that a quarterback hasn't seen, so he's a little bit more hesitant. He holds the ball for maybe a split second longer. That's just enough for the pressure to get there. So what are the Chiefs going to do? Get the ball out on some design stuff. Well, 
The Niners have to defend the screens well. They're going to have to defend the flare pass. They're going to have to play contained so that Mahomes doesn't get outside the pocket so that he can extend the play and then maybe run or Hill or Kittle or Watkins or Hardeman extends the play, get out there, eventually beat coverage and make a big-time chunk play. So there you go. I mean, I think it's a classic matchup of two outstanding teams that have lots of ability but do it differently. And it is a matter of a battle of wills, and it is a battle of who can impose their will and, more importantly, who can execute. Now, there will be a lot of things talked about. Well, um, this style is better. No, no, no. These styles are perfect for what they do, and they're different, and they are a lesson in how you can do it differently but do it equally effectively. I'm excited as can be. I think you know kind of where the keys are in this game, the games within the game to look forward to. We're gonna, we've got a lot of information on LandryFootball.com breaking down this game from different angles, breaking down how these teams got there with organizational decisions, the top offensive and defensive players in this game, uh, unsung players, games within the game. We've got it all covered for you. We're going to have a complete Film room game preview for this matchup. It ought to be a lot of fun. Everybody says, well, what you pick or whatever. I am still working on that. Still thinking about it. And obviously we're going to have that over for you. I'll pick over at LandryFootball.com. A little tease in that, yes. But uh, listen, I'm not going to be surprised either way. This is a game that I could see going either way. Um, certainly maybe a little bit more playmaking ability with Kansas City. Um, it, it it does have a little bit of a feel that it could be their year, but you could say the same about the Niners. I mean, the Niners were one yard away from having to play from the five seed. We don't know what have ha- what would have happened had they had to play from the five seed. Um, Kansas City certainly had a lot of things fall in their way with getting home field advantage after really the early part of the season kind of having a stretch where they weren't as good defensively, and Mahomes was out for a little bit. Both teams over the long season have done their part, have set things up. It ought to be outstanding. So can't wait to watch it. Hope that you enjoy the game. And remember, we're going to be back to wrap it up next week. And, again, we're looking to try to increase the amount of presence we have on the Pro Football Show and maybe doing it – as many as three times a week. So make sure you check out for that. Check out LandryFootball.com, our 50% discount for our scouting season sale. And by sure, by all means, uh, give the folks at 401k Generation a call uh, or text at 1-866-998-5879. Licensed in all 50 states. Um, They'll take good care of you. And make sure you sign up for this podcast by going to Landry Football's conference call, you'll get all the conference podcasts as well as this NFL podcast. You won't regret it. Appreciate you joining us. Enjoy the Super Bowl. We'll back, be back next week. Listen, the offseason is here for 32 teams, 30 teams. Uh, next week it'll be for 32 teams. Obviously, we're working towards our uh, 
free agent boards, free agent scouting reports, draft boards, draft reports. We got it all covered for you. So make sure you check it out at LandryFootball.com today. Enjoy the game, everybody. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.